Hi, this is Tony for Nika Cover Magazine, speaking to Skulk Milan, the CEO of Bright Rock. Skulk, thank you very much again for your time and for catching up with me. Thanks, Tony, and thanks for having us. Pleasure. Um, Skulk, I think the um, everybody talks about, you know, how this year has gone and what happened um, with business, new business, current business, stay on the books, etc. And I know from the reports and what I've seen, that Brightrock has obviously initiated a lot of new policies, um, hundreds of new clients, etc., using various um, channels, WhatsApp and digital uh, channels, etc. But maybe you can just uh, give us sort of your um, f- feedback as to how this went and um, how this worked for you in the new business space. Thanks, Tony. And uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you revert back to uh, the announcement of... Uh, of full lockdown around 27 March, um, you know, it, it was quite a shock to everybody. And, uh, you know, COVID-19 has been devastating on many South Africans and, 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 and the economy as a whole. So, so with that in perspective, um, we've, we've seen a, a fascinating period of rapid development. And in a way, you can say it's been a compression in time for, for a lot of adoption towards digital mediums um, you know, and we've seen it in both our, our broker market as well as our clients. Um, and, and, and what was fascinating to watch, Tony, you know, we, we've always, since the inception of Brightrock, had um, the ability for, for clients to, to onboard and, and, and service and engage with us through either via paper medium and or the digital um, space. And, and literally overnight, it switched over fully to digital, which was the only way to obviously do business during during hard lockdown and um and 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 that's been very interesting if you look at start adding up some of the outcomes and the stats um what what that culminated into i mean just uh i'll, I'll share this one interesting stat you know simply by moving to a fully digital environment between uh, april and august um being completely paperless we've saved more than two million sheets of paper and um uh, just testament to the activity, um, it's testament to the adoption, and uh, and yes, I, I think um, you know clients have been um, very have welcomed this, um, and 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 I think advisors um, obviously it was challenging to adopt a lot of the new business processes, um, but where we sit now, I think there's there's a there's a, a very different view when it comes to digitalization and engaging with our clients virtually than than before lockdown. Yeah, so. I mean, your um, advisors and so on, they were already used to um, quite a bit of digital interaction with BrightRock before the lockdown. And that must have benefit, benefited you when the lockdown started. Yeah, Tony, because, you know, if, if you already got the platforms in place and, and the infrastructure in place, um, it does definitely it does give you a leg up. Um, you know, so, for example, tele-underwriting, um, we... we we, we had part and parcel of the Brightrock offering from day one. Um, and, and, and what we saw was obviously we enhanced um, some of the features there in tele-underwriting. We enhanced the, 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 um, you know, the ability for clients just to do tele-underwriting without having to go um, and draw bloods, recognizing that that was restricted. Um, and, and that was pretty seamless for us um, and, and really benefited um, Brightrock tremendously, but more importantly, our clients could still um, 
get access to cover. Our clients could still service our, their policies virtually. You know, we even um, engage and activate the policies via WhatsApp. Um, and, um, and, and, and that was really like a breath of fresh air. You know, in this time, people are obviously a bit more concerned about, um, about their, um, they feel more fragile. They're worried about their cover. They're worried about yeah, making sure that they've got the various protections in form of life insurance in place. Um, and, and I do think that was very well received in both the, the, the client market as well as the broker market. And, you know, maybe to add one last point, um, Tony, you know, the, the, the fact of not just being digital, but also being able to offer flexible solutions um, during, during this time with, for example, our cover buy-up, being able to, through just a phone call or an email, um, increase your cover um, without going through the laborious process of full underwriting um, was really um, benefiting our, our clients and advisors during this time. So, so yeah, I, I think if you if you look at where Brightrock was positioned, we were very well positioned um, during this time. Um, and, and, and I think a lot of people saw the value of digitization. You know, if you look at another interesting stat that I thought to share here is um, we we did uh, about 70 webinars during this period um, with over 9,100 attendees from our advisory and broker communities. And, you know, if you just work out the time that they saved by not having to get into their cars, go to a specific venue and, and estimating that, it's over five working years, Tony. And that's fascinating um, to, to think that virtual um, media and digitalization can save us, can make us more productive, can really support our advisors to to support and service more clients um, in the future. And, and it, I don't think there's one size fits all. It's not one or the other, um, but that combination solution of, of having that personal contact engagement coupled with um, relying on digital uh, medium and tools um, is, is definitely a, a fantastic takeaway from, from what we've seen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, the, the experience has now given us a lot more options as to how we do things. And is, people have, uh, will be easier to adopt those new new things. So, um, Scott, based on that, um, and obviously your past experience, not just this period, um, with, your, um, with a diverse client base, um, what do you see as the main priorities for the financial services client um, in the next couple of years? Yeah, Tony, I think there's um, definitely been an increased awareness. I, I think I mentioned earlier, people are, are feeling more fragile. You know, um, a lot of us have, uh, have, have been either in close contact or directly been affected by um, someone in your office, in your work environment, or, or a loved one or a family member that's been um, infected or, or even worst case, uh, um, passed away. Um, so, so we are definitely seeing that clients are feeling that. Um, there's an increased awareness around the value then of insurance. Um, and, and there's a little bit of ownership of, of, I want to understand better what is my product, my insurance policy giving me? What is it offering me? Is it covering me um, for what I thought it does? And, and we had a, a lot of those questions. We had a um, a significant increase in servicing requests where people wanted to either increase their cover, um, make changes to, to their policies um, as much as three times more than, than normal. Um, 
and and so I, I do think there's a there's that increased desire for certainty um, in, in in clients that what they expect, um, and and then the other thing that was very interesting where I think Brightrock in particular, um, you know, was I was able to provide uh, solutions to to that question was let's let's not get around. I mean, clients are are under severe financial pressure. I mean, they can, the economy is, is as we all know, um, is, is also facing some, some massive challenges. Um, so clients were looking more for value for money. They're looking for, how do I make sure I protect uh, my loved ones, myself, um, in the most cost-effective manner? And, and, and that, I also believe, is a trend to, to be with us for, for quite some time in the future, um, given the financial pressure that's, that's likely to remain for some time still. So, so yes, I, I think... You know, if I, if I have to summarize all of that, yes, long ahead of us, um, clients through virtual engagements, through um, being able to get more access to information, will definitely demand more certainty from the insurance providers. You know, a simple example like premium guarantees. Um, how, how, how is my premium going to look like next year? Um, is it, is it going to grow as you as the life insurance company said it will? Or are there any questions around that, that that I didn't understand. Um, so so that certainty component is key. And then I do think coupled with that uh, value for money um, is also coming coming through strongly. And, you know, I think there's a, I spoke about that ownership, um, you know, and, and, and we often talk about the concept and behavioral economics of, of bucketing and, and, and people men- mentally accounting for things to know that they, um, paying that premium to cover that specific need. Um, and that all ties for value for money. If a client understands that I'm covering my household needs, my, my future paychecks, I'm covering my child's um, expenses, I'm covering my debts with that specific portion of premium, um, then there's a much more comfort that that I, I'm spending my money in the right space. Um, and, and that we've seen also those questions coming through and, and the dependency on advice um, as a result of that. You know, I've, I often spoke about um, the value of advice and and clients, there's a definite flight to that. The clients are saying, I've got all these questions. Who can assist me um, to get me my, the best solution for me? Yes. I, I mean, that's um, that translates obviously um, back to how financial advisors respond um, to all of this, um, to this new expectations and environment. Maybe you can just give us a sort of an idea as to some pointers as to how they should be um, responding to the change in environment. So, so Tony, first and foremost, I, I see that um, you know the value of advice uh, um, has has been illuminated during this time more than ever. Um, you know, we've seen it. We've seen it all the way from new business um, clients, how they buy, how they consume um, financial services, um, to servicing the policy, to claiming. Um, and and if you look at you know studies. Um, conducted globally, you know the the one study that comes to mind um, that was conducted by Guardian Life Insurance um, of America in 2018 was just talking about where where young people, millennials, um, got such a desire for advice and value it, um, you know, um, and and so one shouldn't think that digitalization and going virtually is against the flow of advice and is opposites. Um, it's not. In fact, it's complementary. Um, you know, if you as a client that's not an expert in financial services get confronted by 
by all these options that you read up about and you are curious, um, there the role of the advisor is more important than ever to make sure you make the right decision for you. Um, put the right solution in place that's customized for your specific client, for your specific needs. Um, and then, so, so in terms of responding to this, I, I think there's a there's a, a significant opportunity to embrace digitalization. You know, I do see clients going forward um, and even advisors will, 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 some would prefer engaging digitally. Um, they would uh, like that. It creates, it creates for brokers and advisors another medium to communicate with their clients and, and, and discuss. And it actually is a more efficient, as we've spoken earlier, more productive means because our clients' time is also precious, you know, and, and they could now respond much quicker, engage much quicker and easily. Um, to conclude that transaction. So for me, first and foremost, embracing it, um, recognizing that our clients are, are under severe financial pressure, you know, and that there's solutions in play that can, can really um, get them to a more effect, efficient space um, to match their needs, um, you know, um, um, fully. And then, and then I think lastly, you know, that, that um, the fact of, of uh, flight to certainty, you know, and it's, again, an opportunity for our advisors to, to underline that, to ensure that clients have put products in place that provide them with the necessary certainty um, and, and not um, introduce unnecessary complexity um, in this time. And, and certainty extends all the way from your claims, paying your claims, but um, sometimes also paying your premium because, you know, you're not going to get the claim paid if, you, if your premium is not paid and, and, and that premium must offer you the level of certainty and in, in now and into the future. So, so yeah, I, I would summarize it like that, um, Tony. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I think, you know, if I can almost summarize that, um, the advice of a professional advisor has come of age. Um, it is exactly the time now to capitalize on the fact that we've been working as an industry for a long time to push advice and professionalism. And this is the best time ever to, to capitalize on that from an industry, both from the uh, product provider um, as well as the actual advice provider. So it's a good time um, for us all. So, yeah, Scott, thank you very much. It was great to chat to you and to find out how it went. Very, very interesting. Um, I love how you guys uh, tackled it and the positivity that, that came out of that. So, yeah, I mean, very much for that and good luck for the next year. Um, I don't want to say hopefully it is a better year because it seems like it's not the right thing to say anymore because we said at the end of last year. Uh, but I'm sure it's going to be a good year. No, thank you very much, Tony, and, uh, and appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, enjoy, enjoy the discussion from our side as well. Have a good one.